0: This week's CD is on Parsha Lech Lecha and we will start our shiur on chapter 14, verse number 21 to the end of that pereg, the end of that chapter. But before we do that, we'll give a quick synopsis on this Parsha. This Parsha is dealing that the four kings fought the five kings and the four kings won the war and they took Lot captive because Lot was living in Sodom at that time. And after they took Lot captive, the polit, which Rashi identifies, the escapee or the person who was able to escape the battle, which Rashi describes as Oig Melachaboshon, came to tell Avramavino that his nephew was kidnapped. Avramavino takes 318 people, or according to Rashi, he only takes Eliezer, which has a numerical value. Of 318, and he goes to fight the four kings, and a miracle happens, and Avram Avinu wins the war. After Avram Avinu wins the war, it's written that Machit the king of Sholem, came to greet him, and then it's written that he blessed Avram Avinu and he blessed Hashem. And then it says, loi maaser mikoy, and he gave him. Maser from everything. The simple interpretation is that Avramavinu Avinu gave Malkitzadek Melech Sholem, which is Shem Benoach, Maser from everything. Rashi writes down from everything that he had because he was a coin. Meaning that Rashi wants to explain that he didn't give Maser from the property that he just took from Saddam. he gave Maser from everything that he had previously. And the question is, why does Rashi have to do that? Why does Rashi wants to emphasize that he didn't take any property from Zdom to give myself from? And right afterwards, after Avram Abinu gives myself, it's written that the king of Zdom came to Avram and says, Ten li Hanefesh, give me the souls, Varechush, Kachloch, and the wealth keep to you. Meaning that the king of Zdom wanted that Avram Avinu should give him back. The people, but he should keep the wealth. Then avramavinu says to the king of Dom, Yodi I raised my hand to Ashem, kale the Most High, the maker of heaven and earth, that Im that if so much as a thread or a shoestrap, Ve'im Ekach and if I Should take from anything that's yours. tomar, and you should not say, Anihe Sharti S. Avram, that I made Avraham Avinu rich. Rash explains that Avraham Avinu made a swearing, meaning that when he rose his hand, he swore in the name of Hashem that he will not take any property from Zdom, not even from a friend until the shoe the first question that we are going to ask, it is a simple question and also has a simple answer, is that the language of the verse that Avram Avinu tells the king of Zdom seems to be not proper, meaning that normally if I want to say that I won't take anything from you, we say that I won't take even from the smallest thing until the biggest thing, or the opposite, I won't take from the biggest thing until the smallest thing. Meaning that I won't take the gold and silver and I won't even take a thread. But here, Avramavinu says to the king of Zdom that I won't take not even a thread up to a shoestrap, I won't take, which are two small things. And that is not the normal way that people talk. And the simple answer is that Avramavinu was hinting to the king of Zdom that he values all his wealth just like a shoestrap, meaning that the value of the king of Zdom's wealth was only considered from a thread, from a hood, up to a shoestrap, because the whole gold and silver to Avramavinu Avinu didn't have any value. In his mind, the value of all these things was just as a shoestrap. Therefore, Abraham Avinu said that I won't take not even from a thread, not to a strap. I won't take, because all the wealth that he had did not amount to anything. The other question that we are going to ask is why, in fact, didn't Avram Avinu take the wealth of Zdom? Technically, that wealth belongs to Avram Avinu, even though originally it was from Zdom. But we have a rule that if even a river floods and it would take that wealth, that wealth would belong to the person who finds it. And clearly here, since the kings took the wealth of Zdom and Avram Avinu through war, Was able to win over the kings, then clearly that wealth belongs to Avramavino because it's ownerless. Then why didn't, in fact, Avramavino want to take that wealth? And the other question that you are going to ask is why does Avramavino need to swear that he won't take the wealth? If Avramavino didn't want to take the wealth, then Avramavino should have just said that he won't take the wealth, and we know that the word of Avram Avinu should be good enough. What does Avram Avinu mean to say, Harimoisi yodai al Hashem, that I raised my hand to Hashem, Keil Elioin, the Most High, Koine Shomayim maker of heaven and earth. The Gamorin in Chulin, Dav Peiches Omed Beis, 88b, on the last line, says, Vom Rabba says, Bishar Shomar Avram Avinu, in the reward that Abraham Avinu said, "Im if as much as a fret or a shoestring, zachu His children merited to have two mitzvahs the the fret of meaning the fret of atizus, or the shall the strap of meaning that Abraham Avinu, by saying that he doesn't want to take any wealth of zdom, merited that his children should have. These two things. So the Gomorrah says, shot film. I understand why Avramavinu benefited from having the strap of Tfil ksif, because it's written in the verse. In volume chapter 28, verse number 10, it's written there: The the nations of the world will see ki shem Hashem, that the name of Hashem, Nikro Olecho, is read on you, is called on you, the Yarubi Mekko and they'll be in awe of you, oh, they'll fear you. But Tanya, we learned, the I said that Reb Lagodl says that this is referring to and Shabarash, the that is worn on the head, meaning that when the people will see that Jewish people are wearing film, automatically our enemies will fear and have awe of us. So therefore, clearly, in that case, we benefited from the fact that Avram Avinu said that from a spread until a shoestrap that we got because of the shoestrap, the tfil, the strap of tfil, so we benefited, that because of that, people will have offer us. But Elo, Chut Shad my, what benefit did we get from the fact that we had a fret of Tcheles? So the Gemara answers that we did get a benefit because it's written, the Trump said, why is Tcheles, why is the turquoise wall different Mikola Tzavonim, from all other colors, that it was chosen to be on the Tzitzis. Rameir explains that the Tzitzis has the color of the sea, the sea has the color of the sky, the sky has the color of sapphire, and the sapphire has the color of the throne of Hashem, and it brings a verse to that effect. So therefore, if a person looks at the Tchelus, it's tantamount of him looking at the throne of glory of Hashem, that will remind the Jewish people to perform the mitzvahs. So that is the benefit that we have from Tcheles. So according to the Gemara, the benefit that we got from Avram Avinus saying that if I'm going to take from a friend of shoe strap we got these two special mitzvahs. And all the Mefor are asking why specifically this mitzvahs? What other connection is there for this mitzvahs? Another question that Mefor ask asks is that right after the story of Avram Avinu and this encounter with the King of Zdom, it's written on verse number fifteen that after these things, Hashem appeared to Avram in a vision and told him, "Do not be afraid, Avram. Anoichi magen loch, I will shield you, I'll protect you. schorcho arbe that your reward is great." Rashi himself is bothered by the connection. Rashi says that after Avram Avinu killed all these people and he realized that he only did it by a miracle then Avraham Avinu was worried maybe I already received reward for my righteousness therefore Hashem appeared to Avraham Avinu that do not be afraid Avraham mogen I will protect you mina oinesh from the punishment al that you should not be punished for all the souls that you killed this Rashi seems to be a very hard Rashi to understand, meaning that before that Rashi says that after it happened a miracle that Avraham Avinu was able to kill the kings and he was worried, maybe he already received the reward for his righteousness. That means that Avraham realized that the kings were killed by a miracle, meaning only a miracle caused him to kill those kings. And clearly if a miracle caused him to kill those kings, that means that from heaven they accepted what he wants to do. Then what does it mean that Hashem tells Avram do not be afraid from the punishment, that you are not going to be punished for all the souls that you killed. What kind of punishment should Avram get? He didn't kill the people. Hashem is the one who killed the people via miracle. So what does it mean that Hashem has to Protect Avramavinu Avinu from punishment. What did Avram Avinu do wrong that he needs to have Hashem's protection from punishment? The simple answer we could say is that since we know that there is a rule that so in of Yaseh, that Hashem does the will for those who fear him, meaning that if a righteous person wants something, Hashem will do his bidding. Then since the Avram Avinu wanted the people from the four kings to be killed, therefore Hashem did his bidding. And even though it was done by a miracle, nonetheless, Avramavino Avinu could be worried that he's going to be punished for killing them. Therefore, Hashem has to tell him that you are not going to be punished. But we are going to try to give a different answer to this question. The Chassam Soifi, in one of interpretations, says that the criticism to Avramavino Avinu was from the fact that he gave back the land to the people of Zdom. Meaning that since Hashem had promised that he's going to give to Avramavinu this land. Avramavinu conquered this land from the four kings. Then this was a conquest of Avramavinu in the land. The fact that Avramavinu gives away the land back to the people of Zdom, it seems like he's despising the land that Hashem promised, like despised it, that they despised the land of Israel. And therefore it was a criticism to Avramavinu the fact that he gave back the land. Therefore, Hashem has to promise him, right after, Avram Avinu gave back the land, to the people of Zdom, that, I'm going to shield you from punishment. Meaning, that technically you should be punished, because you gave back land, that I promised, you started conquering the land, then you should have kept it, and you should have not given it back, to the people of Zdom, because I promise you, that to you and your children, I'm going to give all this land and then once you conquer the land of Zdom, which is the land of Eretz Israel, you shouldn't have given it back. But because Avram Avinu gave it back, there was a criticism and therefore Hashem had to protect them from punishment for that criticism. And the Hassan Soifer explains then we have to understand why in fact did Avram Avinu return the land to the people of Zdom. Therefore, the Hassam Swefer explains that Avram Avinu knew that Mase Ovois simon Lebonim, that whatever happens to the forefathers that will be assigned to the children. And Avram Avinu did not want that the conquest of Eretz Israel should be done through a sword or through weapons. Avram Avinu wanted that the conquest of Eretz Israel should be done like the walls collapsing on Yericho if all the Jewish people picking up arms, or like Hashem promises that He's going to send the Tiro, the special bee that is going to attack the people that are hiding, or other miraculous way without us having to go to a physical war for it. And since in this case Avraham Avinu went to a physical war, Avraham Avinu did not want that this should be the first conquest as a sign of things to come. He wanted that the conquest should be only through miraculous ways, completely. The other answer the Hassan Soifer brings is based on what is written in Gemara in the Dorim da Flamed Beis Omed 32a, where there the Gemara says, Omar Rabavu, Omar Rabelozar. Rabavu says, in the name of Rabelozar, Mipreman nene Shavram avinu, why avinu get punished? Mitzrayim and his children became subjugated slaves in Egypt for 210 years. And he answers because he constricted Torah scholars, meaning that when he went to war, it's written in Bereshit chapter 14, verse number 14, where there it says, that he mobilized his trained men, those who were born in the house, so he explains that the trained men, obviously were not trained in war, they were trained in learning Torah, and he took them, instead of learning Torah, to go to war. Therefore, Avramavinu was punished. Meaning that Avramavinu knew that it was required for him to have a miracle to win the war. And if he needs a miracle to win the war, then he doesn't need to take people with him to fight the war. He could do it by himself. The fact that he took people that were learning Torah and told them to go fight the war showed a little lack of emunah for him. And therefore, Avramavinu Avinu was punished that his children became enslaved for 210 years. The Gomorrah gives an answer of Shmuel, which is not relevant to our Shi'ur. And then the Gomorrah brings down, in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, bnei Adam that he prevented people from coming under the wings of the Divine Presence. Meaning, the Gomorrah brings down, that when the King of Zdom says, Ten li give me the souls, and the wealth, Take to you, then he should have told them that quite opposite. I will take the people and you keep the wealth. And had Avramon done it, then those people could have converted and they could have come under the wings of the divine presence. But now that Avramavino gave back the people to Sdom, these people corrupted even more and they lost the chance of coming under the divine presence. So it comes out. That we have another reason of something wrong that Avram Avinu did that this caused that his children should be punished that they have being enslaved for two hundred and ten years, meaning that either because he decided to take Torah scholars to go to war, or because he did not give a chance for the children of Zdom to convert to come under the wings of the divine presence. So it comes out according to this that each one could say that Hashem forgave for one of those things and punished them for the other thing. Meaning, according to Rabavu in the name of Rabbi Lazar, that says that the reason why we were enslaved in Egypt is because Avram did business with Torah scholars, meaning they took Torah scholars to go to war. We could say that this is the reason why we were punished, but since Avram had something else wrong, that he didn't let the people of Zdam come under the wings of the Divine Presence, for that sin, Hashem says, Anuichi mogein that I will shield you from punishment. Meaning, that Avram Avinu did two things wrong, and on one thing, we were punished, that we became enslaved for 210 years, and the other thing, that he didn't let the people of Zom come, under the wings of the Divine Presence, that Hashem forgave Avram Avinu. Because he says, Anuichi mogein I will shield you from punishment. And according to the opinion that says that Hashem punished the Jewish people, that they're going to be enslaved for 210 years because Avram Avinu prevented those people from Zdom from coming under the wings of the Divine Presence, we could say that the fact that Avram Avinu did business with forest colors and it took him to go to war, on that Hashem forgave Avram Avinu. And Hashem says, I will shield you. So it comes out that Avram Avinu in the story of Zdom, according to the Gemara, did two bad things. One of those bad things caused us to become slaves in Egypt. And the other bad thing that he did, Hashem says that I'll protect you and I won't punish you for it. Sefer Shemirov wants to answer the question of why in fact didn't Avram Avinu take the people of Zdom and bring them under the wings of the Divine Presence. Meaning, Avram Avinu was busy converting people, bringing everybody into the wings of the Divine Presence. And here he had the perfect chance to bring these people into the Divine Presence and he decides that he is not going to do it, that he is not going to bring them on the Divine Presence and is going to give them back to the King of Zdom. Then we have to understand what was Avrama Avinu's reasoning in doing it. It's not like he wasn't into Kiruv, then why all of a sudden he doesn't want to do it. Therefore, Sefer Shemaroych answers this based on the Gemara in Yevamah, that Ain Ches Omet Beis, nine test seventy-eight b and seventy-nine, where there the Gemara explains why the Givonim are not allowed to enter the congregation of Hashem. Meaning, the Givonim is a tribe that is described in Yeshua chapter nine, verse number four, where there we see that the Givonim were a tribe from the nations of Israel. And since they were a tribe from the nations of Israel, we have a mitzvah, a commandment that we have to make them leave the land or otherwise we will have to kill them. Then they decided that they are going to devise a plan. They dressed up like people from faraway land and they came to Yeshua and asked to be converted. That They heard everything that Hashem did and they want to be converted. And Yeshua did the conversion but after Yeshua did the conversion, Yeshua found out that they, in fact, are the people from Eretz Israel. And Yeshua was in a dilemma because now he can't kill them because otherwise people will say that the Jewish people kill converts. And yet they are not true converts because they only converted because they fear death. And therefore, they are not true converts. Therefore, Yeshua made them that they should be wood choppers and water carriers for the Kohanim. My Rosh Hashiva once explained to me that this is really not making them a second-class citizen. This is really giving them a chance to have the conversion in the right way. Meaning that since Yeshua understood that they did not convert because they saw the awesomeness of Hashem, they didn't see the greatness of Hashem, they only converted because they were afraid of life. Therefore, Yeshua thought that if He makes them water carriers and wood choppers to Kohanim, then they will be exposed to the Kohanim always. Then they will see all the miracles that happened in the Beis Amikdash, in the Holy Temple. And like that, they will be able to see and feel the greatness of Hashem. Like that, the conversion will be turned to be the right thing. But the Gemara continues that these Givonim were banished in the time of David Mela. The Gomorrah explains why they were banished in the time of David HaMelech. The Gomorrah says that there was a famine for three years in the land of Israel. And after three years, David HaMelech decided to consult the Urim in vetumim the breastplate of the Korean Godel. And he was told by the Urim vetumim by prophecy, that it came because of two reasons. One reason is that since we did not give proper honor to Saul HaMelech when he died, and therefore, it comes for us this punishment. And the other thing the prophecy said is because of the Oinim, meaning that when Shaul Melech killed Nov Ira Kohanim because they gave food and shelter to David Melech, so Shaul Melech killed the whole city of Kohanim. By killing those city of Kehanim, these water carriers, the woodchoppers, lost their livelihood, and because they lost their livelihood, and nobody cared, therefore the famine came to the Jewish people. So David Melech decided that he's going to ask the Givonim what they want as compensation for their loss of work. And David HaMelech was offering a lot of gold and silver for their pain. So the Givonim says that they don't want any gold and silver. All they want is that seven children of Shaul HaMelech should be hanged and put to death. And eventually the Gemara says that David Melech was able to pray that the Jonathan's child should not be the one that should be killed. But they eventually killed the seven sons of Sholomelech and they hung him up. And at that point, David Melech made a decree that the Jewish people are not allowed to marry the Givonim, Meaning they are technically converts, but the Jewish people are not allowed to marry anyone for the Givonim. And David Amelech gives the reason. And David and Melech says that, that there are three signs in this nation, meaning the Jewish people have three signs. The three signs are, they are Rachmonim, they are merciful, Baishonim, they are bashful, the goyim lechasadim, and they do acts of kindness. So, anybody who has these three signs, then, Raul, could cleave to the nation, meaning could cleave to Hashem. But anybody who doesn't have these three signs, does not marry to cleave to Hashem, therefore, we are not allowed to marry anymore, Givoyim. Sefer Shemeroi says that according to this comes out that you require to have these three character traits in order to convert, in order to enter the congregation of Hashem, in order to come under the auspices of the Divine Presence. And if you don't have these three character traits, then it's not worthy for you to come in under the wings of the Divine Presence. And here, since Avraham Avinu was dealing with them, And we know in regards to Zdom, that Zdom was very evil, as the verse says previously, which means that they were cruel because they beat up people and they killed people. And also they didn't do any acts of kindness. Then they clearly lacked two of the basic three character traits. And since they lacked these character traits, Avraham Avinu did not want to bring them under the, the, the auspices, or the, the wings of the Divine Presence, therefore says, The from Avinu did not take the souls of... The Chassam Sofer gives another interesting interpretation, and the Chassam Sofer explains it in this way. The Chassam Sofer says that we know that the Aloha says that a Ben-Noach, a Noachite, is killed, meaning is guilty of stealing, even if it's less than a shavapruta, if it's less than a penny's worth. Normally we say that a Jew forgives a pruta, therefore if less than a pruta is not guilty of stealing, because everybody forgives. But a Ben-Noach, a Noachite, the law is that it's considered stealing even less than a pruta. And also the Hassan Shrefer says that the rule is that if a Ben-Noach steals, he doesn't have the out that the Torah says that he should give back what he stole. If he steals, then he stolen, and he is guilty of stealing, no matter what, even if he gives back what he stole. Therefore, he says that, like the Perushas Drachim explains in many places, that Avraham Avinu held for himself the stringencies of Aben Noach and also the stringencies of a Jew. Meaning, in certain places, to be Aben Noach is more stringent and in certain places to be a Jew is more stringent. And therefore, in our case, Avramavinu considered stealing even though it's less than a plute's worth. And also says the Hassam Sofer that Avramavinu wanted to make the mitzvah of a Shavah Saved, of giving back a lost object in the same way as the Jewish people are required to make the mitzvah of giving back a lost object. And therefore he brings the Gemara in Bab-Metziyah, Dachlamet Zion, 37b, where the Gemara there says that when somebody bought something from five people and he doesn't know exactly from whom he bought. And everybody claims that the person who he bought is him. Then technically this guy owes money only to one, but everybody claims that he is the one that he owes the money to. Rav Safras says that he puts the money, Vayaniach, and he leaves the money there. So the Gash explains, that the person says to everybody that the money is by my house, and when he's able to ascertain who is really the person that he owes the money to, then he'll give the money to that person. But until the point that he knows who the person that he needs to pay is, he shouldn't give the money to anybody, just leave the money in his house. Toiswas in the previous Ahmed says that this is only the law. But if you want to fulfill heaven's sake, meaning if you want to fulfill Ledei the right thing to do is that he should pay to every person because since he doesn't know who the person is and he wants to pay the right person, then he should make sure to pay everybody like that. He'll be sure that the person he was supposed to pay got the money, even though the other people are clearly stealing the money from him. But he himself should fulfill Ledei Shomayim and he should pay every person. According to this, the Hassan Sufra says also, that there is two kinds of Torah. There is a Torah that are the seven Noahide laws, and this is really called Torah of the earth, because this is given for the men of the earth, in order for them to be able to live with one another, not kill each other. Therefore, we have the seven Noahide laws, which rules the laws of the land. And then... There is the Torah, which is Nashomaim, Torah from heaven, which is the Torah that the Jewish people have. So there is two kinds of Torah, Torah of the land, which are the seven Noahide laws, and the Torah of Shomaim, which are all the laws that go to the Jewish people. According to all these, the Hasam Soifer explains in the following way. Clearly, according to Jewish law, when Abraham Avinu got these spoils of the war from the four kings, which originally belonged to Zdom, clearly he could keep it because it's like he saved from the ocean and when somebody saves something from the ocean or from some destruction then clearly he could keep it because the original people give up ownership even though you know exactly who the original owner was because once the sea or the flood covers it then the person gives up on his property and therefore you could keep it but if you follow Noahide law since the Ben Noah does not give up his property then there is no use, and technically Avramavinu would have to give back the property to the original owner. And when Avramavinu got this property from Sdom that he conquered from the four kings, Avramavinu was going to give back to each person what he owns. Meaning that whatever person owns some property, Avramavinu was going to give back. And when Avramavinu started doing that, Avramavinu encountered a very interesting problem. Because to certain properties, Avram wanted to give back, he had many claimants that they claimed that the originally this property was theirs. And Avraham did not know who the original owner was of the property. Then technically Avraham Avinu could have kept the property sitting until it is decided who is the legal owner of the property. But Avraham wanted to fulfill also yedei Shomayim, the heavenly way, in the same way Atoisus explains. Therefore Avraham Avinu, paid to each person that claimed that this is his property, money. Meaning, there were two people claiming the property, then he would give back the property to one, and pay the money to the other. And not only the expensive items he paid back, but even the items that were less than a pruta, for example, a thread or a shoestrap which is less than a pruta, nonetheless, Avram Avinu decided he's going to pay, and he's going to give back. Because he's not sure if we follow the law of Aben Noach, Or the law of Israel. Therefore, Avram Avinu followed both laws. And the Hassam Sofer says that this is exactly what Avram Avinu told the king of Stam. He says, Harimoisi Yodi Lashem, that I lifted my hand to Hashem, meaning that what I'm doing is because I want to fulfill also the requirement of heavens. Therefore, I'm lifting my hands to Hashem because I want to fulfill. The laws of heaven. Why do I have to fulfill the laws of heaven? Why can't I keep it the property for myself? Because koiner Shomaim Because Hashem which acquires the heaven and earth, meaning Hashem has the laws of shomaim, which is the laws of Aju, which Aju is required to return a lost item. But also Hashem has the law of the land, the law of Benoach. And since the Benoach is required to return even less than even less than a penny. Therefore, Avraham Avinu promises that that if I'm going to take from a thread and also from a shoestrap because I'm going to return everything and I'm going to pay everything even though I know one of them is lying. Nonetheless, I want to fulfill the heavenly decree. And therefore, he says that he's going to return even those things that are less than a pruta because he's not sure that he followed the Noahide law where to is considered stealing, even if you have less than a Pruta's worth. And therefore, says the Hassam Soifer, because Avram Avinu was in doubt if he is a law of a Noah or he has the law of a Jew, meaning that since he was connected to Hashem, but he didn't know yet for sure if he left from being a Noahide or he entered the category of a Jew, therefore, as a reward to Avram's children, Hashem made sure that everybody knows that they have the law of a Jew. Therefore, Hashem gave to the Jewish people the mitzvah of Tfilim, where everybody who sees it has awe over us, and also the mitzvah of Tzitzes, which everybody who sees the Tzitzes will see that we are Jewish, and this connects us directly to Hashem, because the Tfilm connects us to Hashem, and the Tzitzes connects us to Hashem. Like that, everybody is going to know that we have the law of a Jew. The Chassam Sofer says that, The Chasam Soifer also says in a different place that Avraham Avinu needed to have Hashem's shield that he shouldn't be punished because technically Avraham Avinu transgressed the prohibition that says that we should not show them any favors. Meaning that the verse on Dvarim chapter 7 verse number 2 says that when you come into the land that Hashem is going to give you then you should destroy all the lands that's there. Hashem will give you in your hand, they and you will destroy them you should surely destroy them do not seal a covenant with them and you will not show them favor. The Gemara says that we should not give a gift to them and not give them back any money for no reason. Then technically says the Hassan Sefer that Avram will need the protection. Because of technically transgressed the prohibition of loy Sechonem that we should not give them any gifts. And the Chassam Sufer explains why in fact did Avraham transgress this prohibition of loy Sechonem. Why didn't he keep the money? The Chassam Sofer explains that since the verse writes down in chapter 14, verse number 15, when Avraham went to fight, it's written there, Vayicholek Aleim Laila, that the night was divided for him. And Rashi explains according to the Midrash that the night was divided for him, meaning that this night was the night of Pesach and this night was divided for him. And Rashi says that in the first half of the night Hashem made a miracle for Avram that Aravinu won the war of the kings. But the second half of the night was saved for the Jewish people in Egypt, that that is going to be the second half where Hashem is going to smite all the firstborn of the Egyptians, and the miracles of the night of Pesach is going to happen in that night. So according to this, says the Hassam Sofer, the day that Avraham Avinu fought against the kings was the day of Pesach. And at that day, he received all this wealth, all this property. So the Hassam Sofer says that Avraham did not want to receive any reward for transgressing Pesach, for working on Pesach. Therefore, Avram Avinu decided to give back the money. According to this, the Chasam Soifer says that this is what Hashem told Avram Avinu, that, I will protect you. How will I protect you? That I know you didn't take the wealth from Zdom because you didn't want to get the reward for working on Pesach. And even though technically you transgressed, that you should not give them free gifts. Because of that, I will protect you. And because of that, I will promise you that you are going to have children and your children are going to be enslaved in Egypt and they will come out with a huge wealth on Pesach. That means that you are required to keep the Yontev of Pesach because you keep the Torah before it was given. And since you are required to keep the Yontev of Pesach, then you really did not transgress because you couldn't get a reward because you didn't want to get a reward for working on Pesach. So it comes out that the reason why Hashem promised them that he's going to have children is in order for Avram Avinu not to transgress Loi and that is what it means Hashem is going to shield you, that is going to protect them, that he's not going to transgress that law. In truth, the question of the Chasam Soifer, that the Chasam Soifer says that Avram Avinu was going to be punished for transgressing the prohibition of Loi Sechanem, that idea is posed as a question by the Panim Yafas, where the Panim Yafas asks, why did Avram give back the wealth when he is going to transgress the prohibition of Loi Sechanem? Therefore, certain Mepharsham explain that since Avram Avinu understood that he was only saved through a miracle, and Avram Avinu did not want to have any benefit from a miracle, Therefore, Avram decided to give away his wealth, meaning that Avram Avinu believed that he can't take that wealth and use that wealth because then he would be using, taking advantage of a miracle that Hashem made. And therefore, Avram decided that he's going to give back the wealth. And he thought that in that case, since you cannot use it because it's prohibited to you, because it's Masanism, it's works of miracles... Therefore, Abraham Avinu believed that he did not transgress the prohibition of Lois Echonem that you should not give a free gift. Sefer Pardas Yosef brings other answers, and Sefer Pardas Yosef says that you don't transgress Lois Echonem if you're doing it because you want to make peace, Darke Shalom, or you're doing it because you want something out of it. Then, technically, even though you're giving a gift, you don't. Transgress the prohibition because you want something out of it. And in this case, Avram Avino wanted that the king of Sodom should not say that he made them wealth and he wanted Hashem's name to be glorified. Therefore, in this case, he did not transgress the prohibition of Loisechonem, of not giving a free gift to a non Jew. The Chok Yaakov explains the question of the Panem Yafos in the following way. He says that you only transgress Loisechonem. If you could use that gift, if you could benefit from that gift, then if you give it to the non-Jew, you transgress the prohibition of Loise But when you cannot benefit from that gift, for example, if you find Chometz in Pesach, where you cannot have benefit of it, then you don't transgress the prohibition of not giving a gift to a non-Jew, because that case, you cannot have benefit from it, so therefore, Technically, you're not giving anything away. And according to this, the Ponem Yophas himself explains that Avram Avinu did not want to have benefit from the property of Zdom because since the property of Zdom was considered irani dachas, a city that you have to destroy, this is written on volume, chapter 13, verse number 13, where he says that you find in a town that you know that men decided to do idol worship. Then the Torah says that after you investigate you should kill everybody there. And then in verse 17 it says the skull boys. And you should gather all its booty in the midst of its open square and you should burn it everything. And you should make it always as an eternal heap and should not be rebuilt. Meaning that we have to destroy all the wealth of that place. And since Abraham knew that there is a curse on Zdom that eventually it's going to be destroyed, so therefore Avraham Avinu decided that it's going to be like a Iranidachas, like this city that you have to destroy. Therefore Avraham thought that he can't have any benefit from his wealth, and if he can't have any benefit from the wealth, then Avraham is entitled to give the wealth back to the people of Zdom. And he does not transgress Loisek This The Moshe explains in the same way as the Ponim. Yochaz, the Ismach Moshe though adds that from the Iranidachas we see that the character of the money achieves the character of the person, meaning that money could influence the person. And if you get money that is not good, then that could influence you that you are not going to do something good. As a matter of fact, they bring down from the Mendel where Mendel was wondering that many times we see that children, when they are young, they are learning very hard and they involve the mitzvahs. And yet when they grow up, they go completely of the way and they completely avoid doing mitzvahs and they do bad things and technically it should be the rule that if you make one mitzvah then go mitzvah that you should always bring another mitzvah and yet we see the opposite so raman Marinov explains that the reason why that is is because since the parents earn money that is not honest and the parents buy food from this money and they feed the children food that is brought from money that comes from stealing, from corruption and from illegal activities, then this food ends up corrupting the children, and therefore the children come out doing bad things, because they get nourished by the bad money, and therefore they end up doing bad things. And according to this, says the Ismach Moshe, that this is the reason why Avram Avinu did not want to take the money of Zdom. since the Torah writes down that the people of Zdom are evil and corrupt, then this money would influence Avram Avinu in the future that it will cause them to sin. Then Avram Avinu wanted to distance himself from this money because this money was gained through corruption, through illegal things. And therefore Avram Avinu decided that he can't take this money. And since this money would have hurt Avram Avinu, then Avinu was actually benefiting by giving this money away. And therefore Avram Avinu did not transgress the prohibition of Lois yisachanem that you shouldn't get free gifts. And this is also the reason why by Iran as a city that does idolatry, we're supposed to take all the wealth of that city and destroy. And technically, why shouldn't we destroy the people and keep the wealth to ourselves? But since the money belongs to the people who committed idolatry, that means that the people are corrupt. And if the people are corrupt, then the money would have influence on the person who uses the money. Therefore, Hashem says that you should destroy all the money from a city that you have to destroy the inhabitant. From this Isfah Moshiach. we see how important it is to deal honestly with each other. And if we deal honestly with each other, and we do the proper thing, then we'll merit to have Moshiach come, the Beis Amigdal should build Herob, Ayameinu, Amein.